give me something. We have had a confession to the viewers. We've had a few issues with Patty uh, this morning, getting him up and running. So we, he may actually be out for the count. Um, so we may have to proceed without him. We do know, he did mention that darts uh, uh, competition. It's been in the making for a long time. And these are all the big names. Uh, Feel the Power, Taylor, uh, uh, all the... Uh, what is it, Van Gerwen and and all Gerwen, yeah, all the yeah. big cheeses, and they're trying to set this up. They need to do it in a in a proper manner. But suffice to say, once that is set up, we will definitely have markets on that. And uh, thirty two consecutive days. That's a lot of darts, guys. It is. It's a lot of darts. Yeah, that's almost uh, Wally over the Spring Carnival level of darts. <laughs> <right there. laughs> well, Felix, now that we don't have Patty, we're going to have to look at some other stuff. I know you've already uh, done a little bit of uh, radio work this morning. You got anything for us? What can you direct some uh, punters towards? Well, I do, Ed, and I, and I know that you'll be, you know, you've got some strong opinions, a very knowledgeable NFL man. I'd probably go as far as to say more knowledgeable with the NFL than I am. Oh, well. Which is saying something there, Ed, but... Uh, <laughs> Look, I just think we know that drafted, it's, it's crazy times at the moment. And there's a lot of crazy thinking going left, right and center. And there's been a lot of time to overanalyze the draft and the prospects. And we haven't actually been able to see a lot of them. You know, they've had their workouts and stuff on college campuses, but we haven't been able to see as much of them as we usually would. But they've been overanalyzed on their college careers and a whole number of things. Social media has been looked in more than it ever has. But right now, of course, you can't go past Joe Burrow for the number one pick. And a dollar I won, if you want to take that one, you may as well take bank interest. Bit of a foolish move there to take Joe Burrow. Yeah. But the one that I don't mind is the Dolphins are in desperate need of a quarterback. Now, they've been able to sit there for the last couple of months with absolutely nothing to do but just mull over the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is never going to win them a Super Bowl. And many other issues along that line yeah. as well. But Herbert and Tua, take my lower are two of the best quarterbacks right now because you're not going to be able to touch Joe Burrow. So they have the option, Miami, to either trade up to the second, which would be a surprise. And the, and the value reflects that with Herbert at $15 to be selected with the first uh, with that third pick, to, uh, with that second pick, and Tua at $8 there. But there's still... Look, it's not completely out of the realm that Miami could get desperate in this because it's not often that you get you know, the option of two pretty solid quarterbacks in that position. But the third round for me, Tua at uh, the third pick, Tua at $3.75 and Herbert at $4.50. I reckon you, you're almost all right in taking both those because I expect Miami to trade up. I just think they're going to get desperate here and trade up. Probably won't trade up all the way to the second, but then again, the value reflects that. But I think they may trade up against Detroit with that third pick. What are your thoughts on that well, one? Well, keep in mind, uh, you can trade the pick up to the very last second on the day yeah. so i think you'll have a lot of maneuvering going on uh, a lot of the stuff i've been reading seems, seems to say that Tua might be sliding but that might just be overall he's got some injury worries um i think it's worth looking at one and two are pretty much solid i think i like the fact that you brought up the idea that this is not a normal year in terms of being able to evaluate and brownie this is kind of like the afl draft that's now being talked about now they're talking about raising the age and things like that it's really going to make the recruiters and the teams in both the afl and the nfl think hard about how they assess these kids isn't it it certainly is and considering that 90 percent of afl staff at the moment have been stood down without leave so You've got to wonder how many AFL recruiters are still on recruiting lists at the moment, still on the payroll, and mm. obviously there's no footy to watch, but I mean, they're going to have to go on stuff that these guys have done as 16 or 16 and a half year olds early into their 17, so it is hard, um, but you find that most of the good recruiters who have been in that job for a long, long time just know how to pick the right one, um, and the right one 
isn't always the best behaved. It isn't always the, the road scholar. It's the one who can handle adversity, I reckon. It's the one... I mean, you go back to Lance Franklin. Now, he, he, he was pushed down to five because of certain, I guess, off-field indiscretions that he's had or, or his upbringing as a young kid. So Richmond, who my footy club passed on Lance Franklin, didn't take him. He got down yeah. to number five because he wasn't deemed to be the safest bet in the whole thing. He was the best player in the whole thing, and he got down to five. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, but sometimes they sometimes they get it right, Brownie. Richard Tambling, guys like that. Sometimes they do their research and get it right. There. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well done, Brownie. <laughs> yes. If we stick with you, what have you found for us? Well, I've gone to esports. Uh, I do like the esports. I've got a good mate who uh, thinks he knows everything about esports. Uh, he works at Maguire Media. Luke Tunnicliffe, who uh, also produces. The yep. Friday night Triple M huddle, and uh, he loves his esports. And he said the favourites today are going to be very, very hard to beat. So we've got Team WE um, up against LNG Esports, a dollar twenty-two into JD Gaming at a dollar seventeen, and then into Victus Gaming who are a dollar fifty-three. So if you put those three together, first games at five o'clock this afternoon, the last games at ten o'clock tonight, you're getting about two dollars twenty at the moment. So the three favourites today on our site. In esports, they should be winning, according to my man inside the knowledge, Luke Tunnicliffe. How about that? Even yeah. got you've even got people working for you. Well, he's 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 got his nose in a lot of troughs, and it is a massive nose too. I mean, <laughs> it is one of the biggest snorkels you'll ever see. You think about Bill Laurie, this man, Luke Tunnicliffe. He's got an inch on Bill Laurie. <laughs> he's a hard-working guy i've known him as well for a long time he's worked his way up the uh ladder in the media he's done very very well uh good man felix what can you you have become our self-appointed or actually appointed you didn't really point yourself we kind of ordered you to do this our kieran forced, our forced. kieran expert what's the status of the kieran at the moment i know it's kind of a tricky one because uh, obviously we're translating things from japanese but we do have markets it is, and there will be, look, sometimes the hard thing is, of course, we've got an inside man over there who's given us the track updates and, and letting us know what's running and what's not, but apparently he thinks the 10 minutes notice that it's been closed from coronavirus is uh, good enough, so he's got to work on his texting and that sort of stuff, and we're on WeChat and we're trying to work this stuff out, but no, it's right now, it looks like we're going to go ahead with some night racing, so stay tuned to the Twitter feeds and whatnot, maybe a bit of Instagram, and we will have those markets out by around 2 p.m. today, and I'll throw out your best bets and value bets, which a couple of hits so far, a couple of these value bets, they've brought home some $10 winners so far. Beautiful. Got to like that. Now, have either of you guys seen the Taiwanese baseball? Yes. It no. is absolutely worth a look, uh, Brownie. It's uh, the first you know, baseball uh, league up and running. What they're doing is they're actually putting on the games – as if there were fans there. Everything is exactly the same, just no fans. They've got introductions. They've got the scoreboard working. They're pumping in music. They've got walk-up music as the, the batters come up. They've got cheerleaders. It is extraordinary. One of the stadiums has a scissor lift with an airplane on it, and it goes up over past home plate and the guy like revs up the fans it's extraordinary stuff we've got markets on that there are four teams in the league so it's pretty easy to get your head around the brothers elephants are playing the uni lions tonight the lions are the outsiders elephants still in search of their first win i believe last year's champions and this is my favorite team the rakuten monkeys big win last night they're at the fubon guardians 
and they're 210, the Rakuten monkeys. And I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing for the monkeys, both on and off the field. So I'm going to push them. <laughs> I like that. I like the, uh, the research you've done into the Taiwanese people over there. Because back in the day, Ed, as you know, most things uh, today, they're made in China. But back in the day, in the early 80s and late 70s, everything that came out of that area was made in Taiwan. And yes. maybe this is the start of a revolution that made in Taiwan is going to come back. Well, very similar to the Belarus League, a lot of people around the world are now uh, seeing that this is one of the first major leagues up and running. I read last night that there are some negotiations going on, U.S. networks. It said an Australian network. Now, I'm not sure who that would be. And somewhere else, they're interested in getting these games and broadcasting them because, you know, there is that lack of, of sport. So we may potentially be able to see it at the moment. It's easy access on Twitch uh, and Twitter, you can find it very easily. So uh, perhaps it's coming soon to a network near you. Triple M, Brownie, maybe calling some Taiwanese baseball. Uh, happy to do that. Uh, I would, for a for dollar at the moment, to pay the bills, I, I would call two flyers running up a wall. And no doubt that would be pretty entertaining. Now, the Belarus League is another league going. I should mention that. We've got a couple of games overnight last night, a couple of games overnight tonight, and then Saturday night games as well. I've got one tip going. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Slutes. Um, and they've become, for that reason, S-L-U-T-S-K, very popular around the world. People getting behind them, kind of pumping up. There's a, a crew in Adelaide, apparently, that's created a Facebook page that's the biggest in the world. So they are uh, playing a team called Shakhtar Soligorsk away Shakhtar is the heavily favored, but Slutsk are in much better form. They've scored seven goals on the season, guys. Shakhtar only two. I'm going to look at a draw and both teams to score, and that's paying six bucks. So draw. No, you don't have to tell me twice to get to behind Slutsk. Get behind Slutsk. They're real outsiders, six bucks. So you can go with them to win, but I just get the feeling away from home. Uh, it could be a draw. It could be a low-scoring draw. Ten of the last 14 between these two teams have been less than two goals. So I think maybe a 1-1 draw, something like that. Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, I like now, it. If you want something a little bit more long-term, I, I, I do like MasterChef, and MasterChef has kicked off over the yep. last couple of days. Uh, Gordon Ramsay was part of the MasterChef crew this week. And uh, look, Poe is the favourite, and I think Poe's the favourite just because everybody knows who Poe is, and I think that yep. our traders might have inserted her because mm. they might not know who everybody is. You've got Poe at favourite at $2.50. Then you've got a young kid called well, – not a young kid anymore. He's a, he's, a, he's got his own restaurant called Reynold Ponomo. Now – he is a dessert expert, and I worry where Reynolds is going to fall down is when you need to cook savoury dishes or something a little mm. bit different because he is very yep. much a dessert man. Yep. Now, Callum Han, he's at $6. He can cook dessert. He can cook savoury. He can cook everything. He's a bit unassuming. He's not as, I guess, um, out there as what a Felix von Hoff is, but he gets the job <laughs> done. He takes what he needs to do, and he follows instructions very well. So Callum Han at $6.00 is my tip to be the master chef. And that's not going to be for a couple of months because I don't even think they've filmed with coronavirus the final yet. No. But Callum Ham at six bucks, I like him. That's good. There's the first elimination, I believe, is Sunday night. So mm. uh, that's going to set some things in motion. But, yeah, I think it's a good point. I think Poe, you know, big name. Everyone loves her. 
make her the favorite. She struggled the first couple nights. I yeah. actually big family viewing around here. You know, there isn't that much of it these days. So. And for this weekend, I've also got a racing tip. It's an each way play that I've got uh, this weekend, and we're going to Caulfield Race Number Three. It's over twelve hundred meters. Now, Pippi is the outright favorite here at a dollar ninety five, and look. Pippi may very well win that at $1.95. It's a favourite for a good reason. It's a front runner and does really well. But then you've got um, Teleplay, number three, at $13 and $3.50. Opened at $17, Teleplay. And I've noticed a lot of betting coming through from some of our early punters getting the value. But it hasn't been just small punting. It's been big, big bets, 3000 2,000, two and a half grand on Telepay at that $17. Now, I just think it's a good each-way play. It's won twice when it's fresh, so it's starting fresh here, Tally Play. First up, it's won twice fresh. At the end of its last prep, it won at Wait for Age. Now, its last two fresh runs have been okay, but it hasn't won. But don't take that into account. Now, Pippi may very well win, like I said, but I just like number three, Tally Play, for the value. I think it's got a good chance. And at the moment, you're still getting $3.50 the place, and I think it's a very good thing for a place. How about that? We get a bonus race. Is that tomorrow to- or tonight? That is at Caulfield Brownie. tomorrow. Tomorrow. Caulfield tomorrow night. That? Make sure Leggy, make sure Simon Legg doesn't bet another sports bet employee who has cursed the Caulfield track for the he last is. couple of weeks. So we'll keep him away from it, and this one should be a good good run. Felix, any final words? It's a bit of a short edition here. We had some technical issues. Paddy Garshagan had to uh, go away. Felix, any last final words? No, I, I, I just think that, you know, as we all sit and watch MasterChef, I know that I sit there watching it and, and I, I can barely cook two-minute noodles and I sit there <laughs> sniggering at Poe because her crockenbush wasn't perfectly symmetrical. <laughs> it's just funny how we turn into these judgmental beasts <laughs> during this period. Absolutely we do. right. Well, keep up the good work and we will look for those Kieran markets coming up uh, later today on site. Brownie, anything for you? Is back to the uh, homeschooling scenario? Uh, back to the homeschooling. Oh, I can see three of them in there at the moment sitting at the table. So uh, <laughs> nobody's got up yet, which is a good sign. So I'll go in and, uh, and see what the damage is. Beautiful. Thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you for watching and listening. And always remember, please gamble responsibly. We'll see you on Monday. See you guys.